There is perhaps nothing more human than to crave connection, nothing more enigmatic and elusive than the truths behind dating, sex, and love. There are few things in this world that have withstood relevancy through time, that have been able to cross cultures, continents, and languages the way that love has. Love is like an expensive perfume. It is distinct, yet fleeting, subtle, yet unmistakable, and its scent lingers long after its use. Love allures, a desire to not only experience it, but to uncover its secrets, its hopes, its dreams, to grasp it, to try to understand it, even if it is fleeting. Love and its accomplices have been the objects of fascination for centuries, yet it still remains a mystery. Love, sex, and dating are everywhere in our daily lives, on TV, in books, on our Spotify playlists, at parties, on our phones, and pieces of conversations you catch while going about your day. It is probably one of the most common topics of conversation. We are a dating-obsessed culture. Dating and its intricacies have changed so much over human history. Its norms and unspoken rules vary across time periods and cultures, and it is especially different right now in 2023. There is no roadmap for a Gen Z Latina college student like myself trying to figure out love, sex, and dating and her career in 2023 at a predominantly white and Asian institution in a world that isn't yet fully post-COVID. I feel like I have been thrown into the deep end, floundering my way through the murky water of dating apps, hookup culture, fetishization, Eurocentric beauty standards, among so many other things. The list is just so long. As a hopeful, hopeless romantic, this shit is hard. It's hard to find romance in a dating society that categorizes emotional intimacy as distinctly unsexy. Here at Con Amor, we will explore an attempt to disentangle the messy world of Generation Z Latinx dating in 2023 in hopes to make it a little bit easier to navigate through. Just like dating, you guys will get to know me and the guests of the pod, and hopefully through the exploration of our collective experiences, of our vulnerabilities, of the good, the bad, and the ugly, we can start to make some sense of all the crazy. It is rough out in these streets. I know that firsthand. Así es que, ven pa dentro, hazte tu cafecito, sírvete tu copa de vino, y vamos a brindar a este experimento en el amor y la amistad. Saluda a nosotros. Ya saben, estoy aquí chula, chingona y cabrona, con corazón, con mucho amor y con... Pues para este episodio, mi shot de Coralejo Tequila. I'm Aisha Natalia Wallace Palomares, y están escuchando Con Amor. Today on the show, I explore one of the most exciting and perhaps most dreadful experiences of dating. Crushing. You know that feeling when you really see someone for the first time? Like oh, you hello. really notice them? 
and you feel kind of confused like there's this sudden awkwardness where there wasn't before you feel your cheeks get warm your hands start to sweat a little bit you feel like you can't breathe and out of nowhere you start to feel a little shy like you want to look at them so bad but you get nervous to meet their eyes all of a sudden you become hyper aware you start to notice everything how they're reacting to you how they might perceive you reacting to them so your mind starts to go like a thousand different places at once overthinking you start to get nervous you feel those dreaded little butterflies in your stomach and then you're just like Oh shit, here we go again. Boom, you have a crush. What does a crush feel like to you? To me, it's like, it's hard to explain. It's a indescribable feeling, but it's something that like, once you feel it, you, you know. It's like a, you like a tingle in your stomach, some butterflies in there. And then like, just like the image of the, that person like doesn't leave your head it's a crazy phenomenon but like it it really makes me appreciate life it's a it's a beautiful thing what does a crush feel like um like that like, i can't <laughs> breathe and hot cheeks and flusteredness and like fuck it <laughs> all right dad what does a what did a crush feel like to you back in the day it was uh, the fear of unknowing, not knowing whether they were going to reciprocate or not. And then, you know, then, then you realize uh, that they didn't have the same feelings, so it was painful. You cry it out, you wake up the next day, and you look at it like there's more out there. So... It's not the end of the world. A crush to me is just something that feels like the last pillar to jump. Not the last pillar, but a pillar to jump to, to trust so deeply. But I feel like in order for me to even jump now, there has to be all of these boxes and I'm not willing to sacrifice one. I want the intellectual, intellectual stimulation. I want the physical complementation. I feel like I need it to be a breath of fresh air. Having a crush is such a common experience. In fact, it is probably one of the few things we have all in common. To have a crush is to feel excited, to feel hopeful, to feel nervous and scared all at the same time. You start to become a simp, you're so down bad, you start blasting dreaming of you, and then you actually start dreaming about them. Or you feel like you're in the Latino version of You Belong With Me in your room in Berkeley on a Tuesday night, and instead of studying for your midterm, you're dancing around to El Chico del Apartamento 512. Without crushes, life can feel so mundane. It's like the air smells fresher, food tastes better, life is a little bit more worth living. And the annoying thing about crushes is you can't prepare for them. They happen when you least expect them. Maybe you walk into a coffee shop you don't usually go to, and then you see that attractive barista behind the counter. Boom, crush. Or you're four hours into an intense grind stash at main stacks, and you look up and a hottie sits at the desk across from you. For all that we tell ourselves that crushes aren't serious, they kind of are. For me, crushes happen when you see someone for who they really are. You see them beneath the superficial, and you hope that they see you beneath the superficial too. Over the years, crushes change. They start off lighthearted, but over time, they become more real. Having a crush becomes something more meaningful, which is why I think we struggle with communicating our feelings when we have them.
we develop feelings for our crushes in a way that scares us. We develop feelings in a way that is in complete contradiction with the dating culture we have normalized. Hookup culture says don't feel, don't communicate, detach, and least of all, do not be vulnerable because that shows weakness. With crushes, there's a possibility of something that you can just see clearly enough. To have a crush is to take a risk, to entertain the what-ifs of our lives and turn the fairy tales we tell ourselves in our heads and try to turn them into our real-life experiences. But what stops a crush from turning into something more is our own fear of rejection, of our feelings dismissed, the risk of being called delusional, of unrequited love. Sometimes it's just easier to live in these fairy tales than to risk shattering the beautiful delusion of it all. So what do you do? You begin the delicate dance of expressing subtle interest, letting things play out, and seeing if they're feeling you too. You start to notice everything. You look for signs of anything that might communicate that they might see you as anything more than just the homie. Every time you see them, it is this incessant internal dialogue of, he just looked at me, he just smiled at me, did they look at me differently than they looked at the homegirl? Until you feel like your head is going to explode with all of these back and forth thoughts of, does he like me? Does he not like me? So what do you do? You tap in with the homies or your mom. No sé, es que es bien difícil a veces averiguar qué significa lo que, lo que dicen. Obviously reflecting on this experience, and I'm bringing to it a lot of prior experiences, wrestling with the same thing, like do I say something? Do I wait? Do I see? So I like went to class on Wednesday, and, um, and it was like raining, it was pouring, it was so bad. It is, what day is it today, Amir? Today is March 9th, 2023. <laughs> and we are walking home from Sociology of Policing. And I just realized I'm wearing the same exact outfit that I wore freshman year with my first crush at Berkeley when I told them that I liked them. <laughs> and we just ran into my current crush. It's giving full circle moment from First semester Berkeley to last semester Berkeley with my love life. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I feel scared, but I feel like, I feel like what's the worst that can happen? He says, I don't like you, or I'm not interested, or I'm busy. And I guess something else that just struck me is that both of these crushes I've met in real life. They're both people that I met in my day-to-day -day life. I didn't meet them through Instagram. I didn't meet them on dating apps. You know, I just met them going about my daily life, not looking for it. And maybe, maybe that's something that's scaring me too. The fact that I can meet someone in real life, that I don't need a mediator in between me and my love life or a mediator in between me and anyone. Because I think our generation, that's something that we've grown dependent on. Having this sort of mediator between us and our feelings and and how we communicate you know it's so much of it is done through text and through instagram and through snapchat and like we're losing that sort of genuine emotional communication that happens from person to person when you look someone in the eyes and you 
and you tell them that you like them. And maybe, just maybe, this time it'll be different. Maybe I'll take a risk and I'll win big. I don't know. But honestly, even if I don't win or whatever, it's not even about winning. That's the whole problem with dating in our generation. The gamification of dating. It's not a fucking game. But at the end of the day, if I take a risk, if I step a little bit outside of my comfort zone, maybe, just maybe, I will find the love that I'm looking for. I wish I could say that I got that fairy tale ending that I wanted. I wish I could say I shot my shot and I made it. But honestly, that's not what happened. I wish I could give you guys a happy ending. And honestly, I wish I would have gotten a happy ending for myself. But that's not the way that the universe meant for things to happen. And that's okay. Okay, so it's 2.38 a.m. And I just shot my shot. And I got shot down. But, but it's okay because... I'm proud of myself for at least asking. So I did it. And they were like, well, I'm just, it's not the right time. But that's okay. Like, they were really nice. They were really kind. And I didn't get scootered away from this time. Honestly, I think that's growth from where I was. I was so nervous. Like, I was like, but... I have to do it now. It's now or never. If I don't do it now, I will never do it. I will never say it. And like after COVID and after all the bullshit that happens in the world, like I don't, I want to live every day to its fullest. Like I want to make sure that I have no regrets, that I do everything that, that I want to do, that I need to do, that like I give myself every opportunity to find happiness and excitement and joy and love and the messiness of all that life is. And so even something as small as just putting yourself out there, just being vulnerable for those 10 minutes of just like having, letting yourself, allowing yourself to have a little bit of hope to at least communicate that you have interest in someone like I think it makes life so much more worth it because what's what's the other option like you don't say anything no at least you gave yourself a chance at a possibility and I think that's worth it enough I think from this experience of not only having a crush and then pursuing a crush and then reflecting on like the back and forth and all of the intricacies that go with like when you develop feelings for someone, when you start liking someone, when you crush on someone. A lot of us struggle with communicating how we feel because it's so scary to like put yourself out there, to be vulnerable, to open yourself up to someone in a way that where there's room for rejection. But I think this wasn't a rejection. 
it was just redirection. It wasn't, it wasn't a dismissal of my feelings. It wasn't an invalidation. There was no gaslighting. It was actually really healthy. And I think part of the reason that was stopping me from at least trying was that fear of rejection, that fear of like, what if he says something mean? What if he's like cruel? But like, it didn't work out that way. And I think from this experience, like I've, I needed to prove to myself, I needed to prove to that freshman year girl that told her first crush at UC Berkeley that she liked him and his instinctual action was to scoot her away from me. I needed to prove to her that I could do it again. And he was not going to be the final say on like what happens when I develop feelings for someone. And I am proud of myself. I feel like I acted with courage. I was the embodiment of everything that I say, right? Like I'm not down for hookup culture. I'm not down for not communicating. Those are all things that like I don't like and that's not what I wanna like live my life with. And so to take the step to communicate, to put myself out there, to be vulnerable, like that was a complete act of resistance and resilience for myself. And so, you know, I I feel like I don't come out of this with, you know, a sense of like sadness or, you know, like a broken heart or even like really embarrassment because it's really not embarrassing to just like communicate and be just straight up and like to shoot your shot. If anything, like that shows that you're confident in yourself, that you can like live big and live boldly. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's exciting. I think that's alluring. And I think that's distinctly sexy. And so moving forward, like I am going to continue to shoot my shot. Like I'm going to continue to just live my life, live boldly, live proudly, love boldly. I am a hopeful, hopeless romantic. And honestly, coming out of this experience, I'm left with more hope than I had going in. Because I know that there's someone out there. I know that there's someone who's going to want to at least explore this more deeper, meaningful connection. He just wasn't the one. He just wasn't it. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. But that doesn't mean that it won't work out with someone else in the future. I'm a full send it with my heart moving forward. This was Konamot.